At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. We welcome you into another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM on this Wednesday. I'm Ben Wilson, joined by the former NFL wide receiver, college football national champion in Colorado, Mike Pritchard. Our new location for Tuesday and Wednesday Lombardi Lines here from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Next week is when Michael starts his uh, six-day-a-week slog, which okay. means, Pritch, you know that that's when it gets really serious. Oh, yeah. You know that's when it gets major. It's game week. So it will be game week mm-hmm. next week, but for now... For us, Tuesdays and, and this Wednesday. Uh, Pritch hanging out with us in studio. Yesterday was cut day in the National Football League, and now today we we have some of the impacts of all of those cuts and some of the interesting transactions around the league. We'll dive into those as we're now just eight days away from the start of the NFL season. And some great guests as well coming up on the show today to, some, to talk some National Football League. We'll go out to uh, one of our friends in the Carolinas to get his thoughts on the state of the Carolina Panthers heading into this 2022 season in John Ellis. Going to join the show in about a half hour. And then our good pal Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus joins the show as we do the deep dive analysis here on a, a bunch of different markets heading into this season. That'll be coming up uh, here at 1.30 in the afternoon on the East Coast. Uh, mentioning, Rich, with cut day yesterday, we've had some interesting injury news. Right. There were decisions to be made. Yesterday was also the cutoff for PUP list to start the year. So if you were placed on that list, you're ineligible to play the first four games of the season. A couple interesting names we, we got to get to on that as well. Yeah, notable I, names, I, too. I, I, yeah, there yeah. were some notable names. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me from what we saw come out yesterday as well was in, uh, was in Dallas where Jerry Jones... <laughs> Coach Jerry Jones pretty, wow. much, pretty much said it is going to be the rookie Tyler Smith who gets to start at left tackle on opening day. 
which is interesting because he really did not spend any time in camp at that position. Of course, for those who don't know, it was supposed to be Tyron Smith, the left tackle, who was going to be that anchor to a projected top 10 offensive line protecting Dak Prescott. Well, Tyron Smith, we don't know if he's going to miss the entire season, mm-hmm. but he's going to miss a significant chunk of time, likely out until uh, December with a pretty severe knee injury there. So this is really interesting now that you are ready to throw in a rookie. Not made official, but that's what old Jarrah said the other day. So right. sounds like it's going to be a rookie trying to protect Dak Prescott's blind side. Yeah, I mean, how about that? Rookie uh, playing left tackle right there, but they drafted him pretty high. Uh, he was going to play left guard uh, before Tyron got hurt. Uh, so he's going to kick out the left tackle, which is going to be okay. I mean, I, I think if you're talented enough to be a high draft choice like that, uh, and certainly uh, the Cowboys think highly of him, then okay, put him out there. Now, they'll help him out with protection schemes. Remember, the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones talked about this, they want to run the football more. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to expose Dak Prescott. You know, you expose your quarterback if you get into your drop-back game, you know, five-step drops and uh, seven-step drops, if you will. But most, most importantly, if you can rush the football, uh, then you're in a play action, and therefore you can help out your quarterback with uh, those type of play action plays. So uh, you can help out this left tackle, too, if he's going to play there. But ruler Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. not only saying who's playing, but also putting out the expectations, too, Ben. Yeah. He put out the expectations, and I know what he said during a press conference about McCarthy earlier this year, uh, but when you go out there and say um, that we need to get deep into the playoffs, <laughs> we need to get deep into the playoffs, I mean, that's, that's not a subtle message, right? I mean, that's a blunt uh, force instrument right there uh, to McCarthy about what he needs to do and certainly what the owner is expecting this year. I, th- I think that is well, the way you described it, blunt force. Yes, <laughs> right. that is a, a pretty big thing. And for the, yeah, for Tyler Smith, at least, the plan was to have him eventually succeed Tyron Smith as that blindside protector, mm-hmm. the first-round pick, 24th overall out of Tulsa. But as you as you talk about now, those plans quickly uh, accelerate. If you were to rank now the Cowboys' O-line, most people have had them a pretty consensus top-10 unit. How far, at least to you, would they have dipped and because of, of how we talk about the importance of that left tackle, especially one as good as Tyron Smith, and when you couple that with a couple of the offseason uh, off, off departures that they had, Lyle Collins being right. the main one. Right. You know, it, it's to be determined uh, when it comes to the offensive line for the Cowboys, to be honest with you. I, I think, like I said yesterday, there's a lot on the shoulders of Dak Prescott. He's going to have to lead the way uh, with these lofty expectations, right? Uh, but uh, I think they'll be helped defensively. You know, I love the personnel on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, but offensively, I think it's a work in progress when it comes to the offensive line and what they want to establish. Uh, you cannot expose Dak. I know he's mobile, uh, but he is not fleet of foot that way uh, anymore in terms of eluding the rush. So if you're going to have him in the pocket, you have to keep him upright. But running the football, too, I, you know, that's certainly uh, something that's important to the Cowboys, important yeah. to their level of success this year. They have a, a positive running uh, attack there with Pollard uh, as well as uh, Zeke Elliott out there at the running back position. It is just funny how uncertainty and to be determined, big mm-hmm. keywords for a lot of these teams and right. how that is manifested in the betting market. Remember last year, the to be determined was could Dak Prescott even move? Right. And that line got up to nine, nine and a half in Tampa Bay on opening night last year. Nobody was giving Dallas a chance and no. they were very live in that game, ended up uh, certainly covering with ease in that game and ultimately uh, falling just short. And it'll be f- funny to see how that ends up coming for this as we mm-hmm. have seen some of the line line movement at least on that Sunday night game. As of right now, Bucks are pretty much consensus one and a half two point favorites. Right. It is on the road uh, in Dallas for this one Sunday night. So it just, it seems like this is cyclical. It always it ends is. up happening. You know what's interesting too about offensive line play though is uh, you have bookends now in the National Football League. So you have to be stout. I mean everybody wants to mention the blind side of a quarterback and the left side, but you have to be equally as stout on the right side now because you have bookends. I mean think about 
uh, what teams could present, even when the Bucks had it going with JPP and Shaq Barrett. I mean, you, you had you had to protect both sides, which made it very, very difficult from a protection scheme standpoint. But if you're just worried about the left side, there's a lot of things you can do uh, with chips, uh, with extending uh, the blocking assignments with a tight end. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to help out the rookie left tackle, though. I'd have to think that will be right. a big, big part of the game plan, especially for week one. Speaking of to be determined, Tennessee, the quarterback situation, that is a, a, been a big talking point throughout season, the, the preseason at least. Will this actually be a quarterback controversy as we get into the year? And the Titans, they cut Logan Woodside, who was competing with Malik Willis, quote-unquote competing, <laughs> for the backup quarterback job. Willis, look, there were some ups and downs for the rookie, as you would expect. Mm -hmm. Mike Vrabel at times was a bit critical of his decision-making. But at the end of the day, we did see the glimpses of why Tennessee did invest in him to potentially be a likely future starter. And, and could that potentially happen as soon as this year? Where you look at the numbers, even though it was only about 55% on the completion rate, over six yards per attempt, rushed for over 150 yards in the preseason, two touchdowns to one interception uh, on the passing side of the ball. So now that that has been made official here and you have this quarterback in, in the wings, you've had a lot of negativity this offseason around Tennessee where they lose A.J. Brown and everybody from an analytics standpoint has said this is probably Team 1A as mm -hmm. far as natural regression when you look at bottom 12 in Football Outsiders DVOA and such an elite team in one-score games likely not to repeat this year. Is this a real thing now going into the year, or is this just kind of the classic preseason bluster you see a lot of times as far as the Tannehill-Willis oh. debate? No, I think it's real. Uh, you know, the, the state of Ryan Tannehill is in question. Uh, you know, I, I think you're vulnerable when you come out publicly and say the things you say, you know, and uh, how is that interpreted in the locker room? How, is, how are the coaches interpreting that too? You know, what's the um, uh, stability of our quarterback right there? Because we know how stressful this position can be. Uh, we know what he's going to go through, and, and certainly can he handle it at this point? I mean, Tannehill up in age, too. What is he going to be, 34? Is he 34 already? Um, you know, you're looking at a guy who's pretty much set in his ways, too. Uh, but from a future standpoint, and, and maybe the future is now at some point uh, for the Titans, uh, you could see this young player, Willis. I mean, uh, he, he's going to make mistakes. Uh, that's what's going to happen with a rookie quarterback. But it's not too far of a departure of what Ryan Tannehill will do out there in terms of making mistakes too, right? Yeah. Uh, so it'll get interesting along the way. Uh, certainly I'm keeping an eye on that quarterback situation because I think uh, if Willis can get in there and, and certainly uh, get enough opportunities, maybe he's in line for uh, the rookie of the year, stuff like that, right? I mean, all these awards and, uh, and certainly some player props are going to be intriguing about this guy because he's a two-way player. It's an athletic offense. You got Derrick Henry. You're going to use RPO. Uh, and we, we saw that uh, playmaking ability from Malik Willis in, in the preseason. So I, I think that carries over, certainly, uh, into the regular season when you look at Todd Downing, offensive coordinator for the mm -hmm. Titans, in terms of what he would want to do uh, with a young player. And Tannehill just turned 34. So right. much was made about his success with play action as, mm -hmm. opposed, uh, you know, as opposed to non-play action. Right. And when you br brought in Todd Downing, Downing last year, even though they were able to win a lot of games, that that general cohesion wasn't necessarily there at times. Yeah. And you look at how the stats reflect that. Mm -hmm. Just the 21 touchdowns to 14 interceptions for Tannehill last season. We'll see if they use more of the play action, more of the pre-snap motion this year. But it is different when you have a running back like Derrick Henry. Yeah. It results in, I would you know, it, it seems like a logical thing. Oh, we've seen how good Tannehill is at play action. We know we have this workhorse running back at Derrick Henry. You would think they'd find a way to make that work. And that's got to be a big emphasis this year. But it's also like... Mm -hmm. What do you have in the wide receiver room right. to make you confident in that? And would it be an offense that is more more conducive to a dual threat quarterback 
like a Willis, who, for well, what it's worth, 50-1 to 1 to an offensive rookie. Right. I mean, I think if you look at Burke's game at wide receiver, uh, he's not a separation guy in terms of line him up. He's going to get open uh, against whatever coverages are out there. I, I think you got to scheme him a little bit early on, especially as a younger player. Uh, so you're going to scheme him by rushing the football. I mean, Derrick Henry certainly is going to get his carries. Uh, but Tannehill, he does give you that element to rush the football, too, from a quarterback position. Uh, and therefore, you can get to that play action. Okay, we got Burks in these one-on-one matchups, maybe 50-50 situations on the sideline, uh, across the middle, opening up throwing lanes that way. Uh, but if you're asking Burks uh, to line up uh, against a premier corner uh, and certainly a stout defense, okay, get open, mm-hmm. young man. Uh, that's not his game yet. Right. Well, it does yeah. remind me a little bit. We had uh, Frank Schwab mm-hmm. from Yahoo Sports on uh, on the network a little bit earlier this summer. This was pre Baker Mayfield trade, and he was making the case for Matt Corral to throw you know to throw in a rookie of the year bet on him. Yeah. Kind of the same thought you would think, it like it's a dual a dual threat guy yeah. who could have an opportunity behind a quarterback with not a long leash. Now, obviously, that goes out the window. Corral hurt out for the year, and then they trade for Mayfield. But I think the same principle applies, and especially if you're looking for value on these odds boards, mm-hmm. when we've seen guys like Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay, right. and Damian Pierce in Houston just get bet to bet to smithereens here and there's really no value anymore in a price of 11 to one at a guy like Dobbs. Yeah. You think that 50 to one, is that worth a, a little piece of Absolutely. a flyer? I mean, I, I think it is. It is certainly. I mean, cause you got to look at, okay, who's going to get the opportunities. Kenny Pickett, is he going to get the opportunity before Malik Willis? I mean, can you make that determination at this point? Right. And uh, I would lean towards Malik Willis because I think uh, Ryan Tannehill, the state of affairs for him mentally, uh, I'm curious about that. That's a good question that you asked on uh, Pickett because Mike Tomlin had some things to say about that yesterday. We'll get your thoughts uh, on that a little bit later in the show, as well as some interesting names who are either on or off the PUP list. Still so much to break down in the National Football League over the next two hours right here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted on specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700. I'm Ben Wilson back at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays here this fall, filling in for our guy Patrick Maher. He needs some time off. Chris. Yes, he he's does. probably smart. He can't he can't right be there a total by the water. Machine. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. now he's in California. Right. He's soft. He just <laughs> yeah. goes to the beach after shows. It's a nice life. I'm not jealous at all. Are surfers soft? <laughs> are they? I, you're gonna have to ask them. I'm not okay. You're not, you're not looking at well, the right I, guy. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm a look, tennis and a golf guy, so I'm very I, soft. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm like the softest. Yeah, I get. can't swim, Ben, so I, I'm not going near a surfboard. I, I, I can't, man. I, I can't float. It. Follow him at MI Pritchard. Much better football <laughs> player than, uh, than a swimmer from my life. Right, Pritchard. right. Former That's national champ at, uh, <laughs> at Colorado. We were just talking about your the guys you had to go against against when you played against Notre Dame in the national championship game. So you were just casually like, oh yeah, they had you know Rocket Ishmael and Jerome Bettis and just their backfield alone. Ricky Waters, Ricky Waters. That's um, insane. Jerome Bettis was a freshman, uh, and then the Rocket, uh, incredible. Rick Meyer was a quarterback. I mean, they were loaded, and we and you were going them. up against Todd Light. You were Todd receiver. Light, yeah, yeah, with a broken hand, and um, wow. yeah, I mean, so you're proud of that fact that you can win a national championship against that Notre Dame team. <laughs> So, yeah, absolutely, because we're finding out, at least I am now, how many Notre Dame fans there are that did not even go to the school. Tim Murray, looking at you. <laughs> Tim Beast, or I said okay. it, Well, he had an excuse. He played Division, uh, yeah, division right, Small College right, right. basketball at a lovely Muhlenberg uh, College there. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some Notre Dame a little bit later in the show because we have a soundbite from Marcus Freeman talking about coaches being aware of point spreads, which is not a thing that really existed when uh, you were playing, Pritch. We'll get into that here in a little bit. First, though, as we were talking about last segment, with cut day yesterday, it was mm-hmm. also – the PUP deadline day, so the physically unable to perform list. For the players who were put on that list, it means they're ineligible to play the first four weeks of the season. So presumably uh, these guys in in those specific positions were not going to be healthy enough to play anyway the first couple of weeks. So uh, to open up an extra roster spot for these teams, you you keep a guy on. Right. And there were a couple interesting names that were either on that list or were deemed just healthy enough to get off that list. And to me, a guy that will probably have an implication in the betting market, even though we don't talk about kickers nearly as often as we probably should, Mike, is Mason Crosby in Green Bay. Matt LaFleur was very noncommittal, even going up until yesterday, saying it was probably 50-50 at best that they were going to be able to clear Crosby, who's about to turn 39, um, off of the PUP list, a, a guy who has been a, a long veteran, played at your, also your alma mater, the mm-hmm. Colorado Buffaloes, 
It'll be, I believe, year 15 or 16 for him in Green Bay. And who started to see his production dip off last season, only 25 or 34 on field goals. We've seen how guys like Adam Vinatieri, when you get to that near age 40 season and all of a sudden the skills decline, it can go really fast. So, uh, A, are you surprised that Crosby was actually cleared here in time? And B, what do you what do you expect of the Packers' uh, special teams game that was among the league's worst last year? Yeah, they have to improve there for sure. Um, and then Crosby is going to have pressure on him because I believe the Packers are going to be in tighter games this year. I mean, last year you looked at the schedule too, and uh, the Cincinnati game uh, sticks out to me uh, a little bit but with Crosby. Uh, but windy conditions, you can always anticipate that. I mean, you think about that Division two with Minnesota – uh, I, I think it's going to be tighter, uh, more competitive, too, the situation with the, the Packers on their schedule. So how reliable is Crosby going to be? Uh, are you going to shop around for a kicker if need be? Which you can always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are always bringing in players to audition and work out. And uh, maybe you find a kicker that's hanging around out there on the street uh, that can help uh, if Crosby does stumble. Uh, but the Packers are indicating to me that, look, they're trying to keep this together as long as they can. They feel like they still have a Super Bowl window open, uh, and Crosby is a part of that. You would have to think, at least right. for now. And I for would now. also say a lot of those numbers have been skewed. It seems like once a year, Crosby just has a game. <laughs> just, just a complete dud. He had mm-hmm. the five missed field goal game against the Lions. That was a couple years ago. Right. So some of those numbers have been skewed at times, and he's usually been reliable once you get later on in the year. But it is worth uh, asking the question for a guy who has now been in the league uh, so long. And it'll be actually, he turns 38 Yeah, uh, you know, just next week. Ben, it's really for kickers, it's not... Uh, the muscle memory or can he make a long kick is between the ears, really, yeah. uh, a lot of times. And, uh, you know, what is the cause? You know, <laughs> It could be anything, man. You could be off. The holder could get under your skin. I mean, it could be anything with a kicker. Uh, and so uh, if LaFleur feels pretty good that way about uh, Crosby, uh, then, okay, mentally between the ears, he's ready to go. But yeah. it's like golf, right? Or it's like anything out there. I mean, it's, it's the individual aspect of football when it comes to a kicker. Certainly some punters mm-hmm. as well at, at times. For sure. Did not see any time in the preseason, Mason right. Crosby, coming back from injury. Yeah. And that'll be a very interesting thing to watch there in Week 1. Packers, and, and we've seen the Vikings take some money in that Week 1 matchup. Vikings pretty much across the board down to either one and a half or two-point underdogs at home to the Packers there in Week number 1. Big NFC North showdown to start the year there. Uh, speaking of guys who were... In that mix for the mm-hmm. pup list, one probably big, the, probably the biggest name who was on the pup list and who will begin uh, missing the first four games is a guy the Bills were able to win without toward the back end of last year in Tredavious White, best passing defense in the National Football League. White goes down late in the season. They were still able to keep that level of play, though, in the secondary. However, a big expectation was rehabbing from his ACL. He'd be able to be ready, at least for week one. And that's not the case. So it's not the end of the world for a Buffalo team that right. appears Pritch to have really good personnel across the board here. But how much of a, a drop-off do you expect, at least right away, uh, for this Bills secondary and, and losing a guy? Figured to be the cornerstone of that defense. Yeah, I mean, you look at the safety, though. The safety position with the Buffalo Bills is probably the best safety combo uh, in the league uh, with Poirier, or Poirier and, and Hyde right there. Uh, Elam is a young player, obviously a, a rookie, uh, you got Johnson at nickel. You're going to have uh, Jackson out there too. But, uh, you know, the moves that Buffalo made with Vaughn Miller uh, to team him up with Rousseau, I, we just talked about bookends uh, that get mm-hmm. after the pass here. Uh, if you can have Vaughn Miller kind of continue what he finished off with last year, uh, being with the Rams, and that can help out mightily, I, I think, for this Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, they're built to stop the pass, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the problems with Buffalo have, has been, uh, can they stop the run, though? Like, if you look at their linebackers, they run that 4-2-5, that look, and they have so much speed on the field. 
And, and then you got these pass rushers. They're built to stop the pass. But uh, I think uh, something that's come back to hurt Buffalo at times is the inability to stop the run. And uh, I think you're okay if you don't have White out there, if you're trying to stop yeah. the run. You can bulk up a little bit more uh, and certainly be tougher uh, at the uh, point of attack right there. So I, I, White's going to be a big miss. So is Chase Young. That's another notable name uh, on the PUP list to start the year for the, the commanders yeah, out there Washington, in Washington. Right. So. Uh, we'll see what that pass rush is going to be all about as well. Yeah, and at least for Buffalo, I would think the one thing that probably has to concern you a little bit if you're Sean McDermott, the mm -hmm. fact that you were you were, you were banking on White his return so much because you're ready to throw in a first-round draft pick and Kyrie Elam out there at the yeah. opposite corner. So you're putting a lot of trust, and we just talked earlier to start the show, Tyler Smith, the first-round mm -hmm. draft pick for the Cowboys, is going to be thrust into that starting left tackle spot. You do the same thing for Elam on one side. You are, I would have to think, at least to start, and they're really, really high in Elam. We've heard a lot of good things right. in the preseason. But you would think that opposing these opposing offenses are going to look at, all right, you got one really good shutdown corner on one side. Let's just see what this rookie's got on the other side. Now it's maybe not as obvious of a thing, and, and right. there, there could be opportunities here to exploit a couple different sides, especially when you think about how good they are up the middle with the corners and right. then Miller added in as well. Well, we talked about this yesterday, you know, the illegal contact. I wonder how teams are going to use that because you got this rookie player, right, on early downs, say against the Rams, uh, on early downs. Be aggressive. You know, we'll take the five-yard uh, contact foul. Right? But we don't want you to give up the big play. You know, avoid a PI, the pass interference, which uh, you know, maybe that, that call goes down in terms of numbers. Uh, and the elevated uh, uh, penalties out there are going to be the legal contact ones. So we're okay with that, right? Five yards. But then as a defense, when we get to a favorable down and distance situation, second and long, uh, third and long, we'll, we'll back off and play some zone. And I think as a rookie player, as long as you're disciplined, you can do that especially when you have bookend rushers like this yeah. so, uh, and Vaughn Miller. So from a defensive standpoint, even as an offensive player, I'm anticipating uh, defensive players trying to be ultra-aggressive on early downs because knowing that, hey, the legal contact's only five yards, but I'm not going to give up a big play. Yeah. No, that'll make a lot of sense. And again, for the safeties, the, the real strength two of that secondary, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, right. that, that helps a lot. Oh, absolutely. Do you remember at least – so you look at early down success rate last year. You look at the defensive side of the ball. I love this about you. You're early down success. Okay, let's go. Who, you, who, are your, who are your top three secondaries in early oh, against the pass last year on early downs? Let's see. You know, now we're in analytics on this, right? I'm uh, just, I'm just, I just want to see what, what Pritch thinks <laughs> I don't have a matches to the sheet. analytics. I, I don't have a tendency it. sheet in front of me. Okay, tell me. Who, who well, was Buffalo it? is third. Was it? They, Buffalo okay, was they were third. Third best passing defense on early downs last year. Dallas Cowboys were number two. Cleveland Browns, number one. So as a better, that's the information I need to know. I just, I mean, that's last year's data. Absolutely. But, it's but I need that to know that. will probably have an impact, at least early on I, right. this year. And especially if you're just trying to think of, all right, how are these defenses getting out in mm -hmm. front of some of the new penalty rules like you talked about? Illegal contact, as we discussed yesterday, being the big emphasis among officials. That's just an interesting okay. thing to look at. Early down success He's, he's ready. Yeah. Seahawks, Colts, and... Eagles, your three worst teams last year. Okay. Early downs, defending the pass. That is a very small thing. I just, it just bears I love watching it though. to start I love the year. It. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later in the show. Still to come this hour on how Pritch thinks. Coaches now are handling point spreads and having the understanding of it. We'll get Marcus Freeman's thoughts, the Notre Dame head coach. And up next, it's John Ellis joins us to talk all things Carolina Panthers here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
It is football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early and for a discount at $175. You'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Once again, I'm Ben Wilson filling in for Patrick Maher today. I think he's betting some uh, Premier League soccer. That's what Patrick... I know he's a big European soccer right. guy. So he's sweating okay. that. Okay. I'm sweating U.S. Open tennis, which is underway once again. I know you uh, you enjoyed watching me go through the, the sweats yesterday. Man, I'm telling you, I, I never thought tennis was that exciting, to be honest with you. But I guess from a betting standpoint, it gets that way. I mean, I've watched tennis. Don't be, don't well, no, be not until like the finals, though. I mean, I mean, the early rounds. I mean, come on. There's so, so much action. Right? Really? There's like 15 okay. matches going at once, Pritch. I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna get you into that. I, I need <laughs> some, I need some violence in my sport. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a lot of violence. <laughs> you can hit balls right at guys. Not That's what tennis. I would used to, used to try. You talk to do. about soft as tennis players. I, I'm not arguing against that. I am soft <laughs> as was a former tennis player. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, with us as well. Uh, which Mike will be with us every single Tuesday and some select Wednesdays as well uh, here on the Lombardi Line. As we get into our season prep, it's time to prep the Panthers. Whole lot of action this preseason and movement there in Carolina. And to help us with that, it's John Ellis who joins us, NFL analyst. You hear him in the Carolinas, 104.9 Fox Sports Upstate, the host of Game On. Does some play-by-play out there as well for a bunch of the Big South schools on ESPN+. Plus. So great to welcome you in, John. Thank you so much for the time. I will just start with Baker Mayfield. It's been a very tumultuous you know, calendar year for him, but... All signs point to uh, him uh, him being the leader there in Carolina. What are your expectations for the Baker show to start the season? Well, first of all, thanks for the invite, guys. Great to be on with you. And I think it's you know spot on that this has been uh, a bit of a tumultuous ride for Baker Mayfield. I think things have calmed down a little bit. Uh, I know things happened the other day with a reporter from NFL Network and word got out about something, I think that blows over here ultimately. Because Mayfield, I followed him at camp, covering camp down here in Spartanburg at Wofford College. He was very in tune with the offense, was splitting reps with Darnold, but there was never any animosity between the two guys. Took on a leadership role, has really gotten a command of Ben McAdoo's scheme, which involves some West Coast principles. But Mayfield is going to be a little more daring than Bridgewater was a couple years ago than Darnold was last year, who's still trying to find his way in this league. Unfortunate injury to him last week. But it's Baker's season. And, you know, whether we admit it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, it's going to be some intriguing television 1 p.m. next Sunday on CBS when the Browns play this team in Bank of America Stadium. Uh, the only thing that would make it more intriguing is Deshaun Watson in the house. But obviously he's sitting out right now. I think Mayfield is going to surprise a few people this year with how well he's in tune with this offense, but we shall see. The key is Christian McCaffrey, of course. John, how about this offense? I mean, you just mentioned it. Uh, ben McAdoo, uh, people can remember him in terms from a head coaching standpoint, but from an offensive coordinator, uh, I'm trying to study up on Ben McAdoo. I'm looking at personnel right now for Carolina. I'm looking at Baker and, and certainly uh, Donald, Darnold even, uh, and the preference of being that air raid type of player uh, with all these weapons, all these receivers, Visca Chenault gets to trade over to Carolina too. With Christian McCaffrey, we know what he can do. What is the essence of this offense from Ben McAdoo? You know, Mike, that's a great question. I haven't figured it out yet. 
Yeah, and usually I've got a good beat on this stuff, just looking at tape and knowing Ben McAdoo's history and the coordinator's history out there in the league. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, the guy comes from the West Coast tree. He runs those principles. A lot of shallow crosses, some screenplay. But you're going to see some vertical stuff mixed in there. And the wild card now, just what was fascinating to me is the Chenault trade. You know, going to get a player that is pretty much known. I talked to Mark Schofield, USA Today, yesterday on my show, and Mark looks at the tape every week. He said, look, John, he's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He's just a football player. They're going to put him in there. McAdoo will work him into the scheme there eventually. I guess poor man Debo Samuel, some people say. It's fascinating because he's going to give them a little bit of pop in that sort of jet sweep game, quick screen game. But as I said earlier, McCaffrey is really the centerpiece of this operation because what that gives Mayfield, Mike, is a couple things. Number one, pass protection goes underappreciated on tape with this guy. Number two, he's going to get about eight, nine targets a game if he's getting that snap count. He usually does. I would imagine that's going to continue, you know, provided he stays healthy. And then number three, obviously, is a pass threat. He's not just going to give you that ability to catch balls with those option routes, but he's a damn good runner between the tackles. And that's something that goes uh, unsaid a lot by this team. But as far as what they're going to run, scheme-wise, I can tell you this. You can only hold Baker back so long. He's going to go to that read up the seam, down the boundary, and take his shots. Whereas Darnold was a little more subservient, I Mm -hmm. think, and and definitely Bridgewater. It's the first time in a while around here you're going to see some really good vertical passing. And John Ellis joining us for some season prep on the Carolina Panthers. Five and a half the win total for the Panthers after a five-win season a year ago. And while so much of the intrigue, and probably rightly so, is on the offense, John, what about a defensive secondary that most people would have had slotted in as a bottom-five secondary last year but did impress in limited time even when J.C. Horn went down with his season-ending foot injury, was really good in his three starts, only uh, the single catch on five targets allowed. What do you make of what that team will look like on the defensive side of the ball this year? Yeah, I think there was some consternation when uh, Stephon Gilmore was uh, given an opportunity to maybe stay here another year, and he chose to move on because he was a key component last year here. But J.C. Horn, once again, the first-round draft pick a couple years ago from South Carolina, you look at his tape, he was absolutely just all over the place on the field in terms of coverage, playing the slot, playing the boundary X, on him like glue. And he gets hurt in the Houston game. It's almost like you're getting another draft pick back this year because you didn't have them all last year. He's going to come right in. He can play, and Mike will kind of know this from his time in the league, that star position that Saban talks about, where he can slide inside, play the slot. He can also play outside. I think you're going to see a lot of movement from him. And, of course, you got C.J. Henderson, a project from Jacksonville they're working on. Dante Jackson's going into, I think, his fifth year now as a starter here. And then the secondary on the back end, Xavier Woods. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to pump the team up too much here. I think he's a better safety than they've had in a long time opposite Jeremy Chin. They haven't had that rangy type of guy. And, of course, we know the book with Chin. He doesn't get a lot of national pub, but he's got some of that uh, Troy Palomalu in him, at least some of the traits early on. He can get in the box and bully in the run game. So I think the secondary, honestly, along with receiver, is a point of strength for this team, and they're lucky to have these guys. Yeah, absolutely, John. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule with Carolina. I'm looking at the, the betting situation. Uh, five and a half is a total. Uh, it's juiced minus 175 to the over, which uh, a lot of people are anticipating a, a decent season from Carolina. But in terms of competing within this division, I mean, what's the mindset uh, right now with the Carolina Panthers? I know Matt Rule certainly uh, under some fire, uh, but with an alpha like Baker, it seems like the mindset could shift a little bit out there. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm pretty critical of this team, and I'm fair about it. And that's where I've told my people, you know, on Twitter that follow along with my work. If I'm feeling a little bit of optimism after covering this team for, what, 20-plus years now, you might want to pay attention because I'm not one to give it out often. This is one of the few years uh, in recent memory I feel pretty good about what they built here, Mike, because last year the problem – really was the offensive line. I mean, you guys saw the tape. You know what happened. Darnold, of course, is not going to thrive in that environment. It was a weird kind of blender to throw him into. You've got Ike Aquanu at left tackle now, a guy that's still developing in the pass game but is a mauler in the run game. They signed, of course, uh, Bradley Bozeman at center, who's back from injury from Baltimore. He's a you know top-line starter in this league. Austin Corbett, sneaky good at right guard, started a ton of snaps with the Rams, was a key part of that Super Bowl run for them. Taylor Moten, right tackle, and then Brady Christensen, the second-year kid from BYU, on y'all's neck of the woods, is going to be the left guard. And the guys who were starting last year on the line are now your reserves. Cam Irving is your swing tackle. Fair enough. That's what he should be. Uh, Pat Elfline is now your backup center and guard. Yeah, he's not out there every game, and that's good. He's not getting exposed. So their points of weakness last year were exposed due to the number of reps they had to take. Now these guys are role players where they belong. They've also added Cade Mays in the draft on the offensive line. I know I'm talking a lot of line talk here, but that's really the foundation where they've gotten better. We can talk secondary. We can talk receiver. They're mm-hmm. deep in both positions. But this gives them a fighting chance. In a division, honestly, I know Tom Brady is the GOAT. I still think they win 11 games this year, and they probably make a run of the Super Bowl. But, man, the interior part of that line is just falling apart in Tampa. There's questions in New Orleans. And then Atlanta's in full rebuild. So I think Carolina – folks around here are a little optimistic that if Mayfield and McCaffrey, those two guys maintain some health together, they could tickle nine, 10 wins. 11 to one right now. Third betting favorites to yeah. come out of that NFC South. Uh, John Ellis, again, NFL analyst. You see, you can hear him on game on one Oh four, nine Fox sport upstate. Give him a follow as well at one Panther place. Outstanding insights as well. And it'll also be, you can hear, uh, hear his work as well on college football. It's not just NFL, a lot going on ACC football getting underway here on Thursday. So John, we really appreciate the time and uh, take care. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you here down the line. Uh, thank you as well for the insights on all things, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, guys, let's do it again. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Some of those ACC Week yeah. 1 games, too, are just right. uh, oh, ready to go. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to talk about those more today. Some big boys on the schedule in ACC, too. Oh, right? yeah, there are. As, <laughs> yeah, and the Car- I also find it fascinating, too, that Week 1 game, it's yeah. up to – there's some books that have gone to 2.5. Right. Carolina minus 2.5 mm-hmm. against Cleveland. A lot of twos out there still. I don't know if I'm still a buyer on that that big old line move good up intel, though. on Carolina. Yeah. That was good intel. On the other side, though, we'll get into some of our pro and college football betting philosophies with Mike Pritchard. Talk some pro tips next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM. To take advantage of this offer all season long, just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. We welcome you back. It's our final segment of hour number one on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Back alongside Mike Pritchard. You can follow him at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, this is, again, the uh, normal Tuesday crew we're going to have here on the Lombardi Line. I'll be in on uh, Wednesdays as well. Michael Lombardi starts his six-day-a-week stretch, which is, I mean, you basically were doing six days a week all last year too, Mike. It's, I guess it's one of those things. You just get used to it. Right. Once you're in the, in the season, you know, you're oh, off and running, and then on. you just kind of start rolling. I mean, it's football. It's, it's never really work, right? And Michael Lombardi, I mean, he's a competitor too. So uh, yeah. six days isn't too bad at all. Not bad at all. You get, I'm, you, I'm excited for you. You get to sleep yeah. in a little bit. You were, uh, Mike Pritchard was doing uh, our, our early morning Sunday, which was a big show to right. get everybody ready for Sunday NFL betting. But you were, uh, well, that was like a 4 a.m. wake up call for you there last year. Now you'll yeah. be, you're, you're probably, you're thinking about that wistfully. I know we did that show <laughs> together and I was like, man, is this thing, is this early? early? Call. It was, it was early an early call. call. But you are going to be with uh, Brady Cannon mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays this weekend, uh, this weekend and all season long on weekends for the NFL season. Really exciting. Yeah. I'm uh, talking a lot of the contest strategy and, and it'll be a nice mix because Brady was a former contest winner mm-hmm. in the, one of the local contests in Nevada, the Westgate Super Contest, and then you have your the playing expertise you can lend. So really right. excited to watch that show. Well, it leads into Sunday Night Football, too. So from an in-game standpoint, excited about that. And then also just really pulling back the curtain on football and uh, giving the audience out there uh, what 
uh, teams are looking at, what, they're see, what we're seeing certainly, and, and how to adjust to it. Because that's mm -hmm. what football is all about all year long. Uh, because we got power rankings and everything, obviously in flux and always changing. Well, we'll help the audience that way by, you know, informing how these teams are changing. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I mean, it's right up my alley in terms of what I study uh, with the game. So I'm looking forward to it oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of VEASAN pro tips yeah, in that show. Absolutely. Which we have uh, some pro tips to talk about right now. And part of what we're looking to do, in addition to individually prepping all these teams and philosophies on, on you know, different franchises and organizations, it's, it's also one of those times of years where we try to get into our general philosophies, right, and figuring out what matters to us the most uh, as bettors right now. So there's kind of the, the subset of this, which is how do you look at early season betting? Because it is a different animal than, say, once you have three, four weeks of data to go off of. But as far as really predictive stats that we've tried to get in and hone in on, at least for me, and we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, the idea of early down success for these teams in the National Football League can be really, really predictive of longer-term success. So if you see a team that maybe you know, loses a couple games early, but they're doing a really good job of moving the football on first and second downs on an off as an offense on that standpoint, or if they are doing a really good job of limiting opposing offenses from the defensive side of the ball on early downs, to me, I look at that and say this is a team that is at least doing the core principles the right way right. and are at least setting themselves up for success now, that is more of an analytical thing, Mike, but I know that's, that's one of those things that still, in general, even if you, when you were playing, you didn't talk about the specific numbers behind that, early downs, I have to think, were always such a big emphasis there in the locker room. Well, Ben, we had tendencies that we went off of. I mean, there's some analytics that certainly introduced, but uh, to the level that it is now, obviously, um, you have to follow it as a better. Uh, and looking forward to that, uh, and you threw out that stat about early down success from a defense standpoint, which was incredible, uh, because I'm looking at uh, some other uh, circumstances right there on the field. So for instance, as an offensive player, or, or certainly as an offense, we knew that first down was an unknown down to the defense and that we needed to take advantage of it. So if you watch a team that's ultra conservative on first down, you got to ask, ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. Why is that team so ultra conservative on first down? Are they setting something up? Uh, or are they trying to make adjustments? Is your game plan out the window? I mean, a lot of factors. But if you see teams that are highly aggressive on first down, they want to take advantage of the unknown down. When it shifts for a defense is, like I mentioned, down in distance. Because think about first down as a guessing down for the defense. They'll go right. off of where you are in the field. They'll go, go off of the hash mark. They'll go off of the personnel package. Uh, they'll look at some tendencies, too, from the coordinator standpoint. Uh, but it's still an unknown down, and it's still a guessing situation uh, for the defense. Where the defense has an advantage is when they're not guessing anymore. And they can condense your playbook with second and long. Or, or, or second and medium right. even. Uh, you get to third and long, it gets very, very difficult as an offense. So uh, I think teams, and certainly betters, just need to be aware that the philosophy on offense is that we got to take advantage of first down. Uh, we got to keep that defense guessing if we can. And if you see that, I think that can help you out tremendously in in-game in situations sure. with football. And I think a lot of people, like, if you look at the numbers from last year, it's, mm -hmm. it will not come as a shock that Kansas City was the best team passing the football on early downs, mm -hmm. first and second downs last year. Baltimore was the best team running the football on early downs. And I think that's why, it, at least in a nutshell on the Baltimore side, a lot of the analytics community has been extremely high on this Baltimore team, largely because of the presumed reversal of their bad injury luck from last season. But you look at how good they were. They were third overall if you right. combine passing and rushing. Third overall on early down offense last year. Putting themselves in really good situations to move the football and, and have long sustained drives. Yet at the same time, when you think about injuries, when you think about some of the personnel issues that they had and struggling to put the ball in the end zone, it just didn't really have that same result. So mm -hmm. I think that's just one of the many things you look at. 
And at the, on the flip side of that, the teams that really, really struggle to move the ball early, you kind of have to, yeah, as you do as a result, like your own, your own thought process as a former player, you're right. like, what are you guys doing offensively? Why are we <laughs> exactly. running the ball into the line for no gain every single time? Houston was the worst team running the football in early downs last year, and that was a, that's a big reason why right. that much maligned team had a very poor record and why they have one of the lowest win totals this season. Well, what you want to do, Ben, and what you can do is pretty different. Like, I mean, you think exactly. about Houston, what yeah. they want to do, certainly they probably want to uh, be explosive or certainly take advantage of the unknown down, uh, but can they? <laughs> now, look, if, if Houston can do that this year with their quarterback – uh, that becomes fascinating because the game becomes easier then, right? You're not in those defensive downs. You're not climbing that uphill battle against a defense that really knows what you're going to do. And then you're challenged with personnel on top of that. But if you can start to take advantage of the unknown down and get into those favorable down and distance situations, now that helps you possess the football. Mm -hmm. That also helps you keep the defense on their heels too. So, uh, I mean, it's I'm looking for those occurrences out there i'm looking you know for for these teams that can take that next step i mean earlier in the program you mentioned buffalo uh, early down success defensively they were number one in the league last year in points against they mm -hmm. only gave up 17 points a game so their their defense is already creating those situations that's favorable therefore now offensively can they be consistent can they keep it going and so uh, i mean it, it lends itself to have that complementary nature of football uh, add it to any handicap. Well, that's a classic case too with Buffalo, where the philosophy and the early success it it then played out, right. and that's what you would have expected. Mm -hmm. But there are certain situations where it doesn't necessarily play out that way. Kind of like Baltimore offensively last year. Uh, the team I want to ask you about because you look at the flip side of these and who were the worst teams a season ago: New York Giants, right. worst team on early downs, worst team passing on early downs a season ago. You bring in Brian Dayball, who was part of that Bills offense that was overall Bills were fifth last year in early downs. And certainly, as we talk about, the personnel has a, a big implication and effect on this. So you think about Daniel Jones, how they, by not doing anything early on in, in their series, they were left with a lot of third and longs last year. And for him, behind a, a really rough offensive line, you could see how things snowballed for that Giants offense a season ago. Yeah. How much of an impact do you imagine Dable having mm -hmm. when you think about the overall philosophy there on the play calling? Right. I mean, a lot of people will look at third down conversions, you know, the percentage. I look at how many times you're in third down. Like, compare that to how many drives a game you have. Like, if you only have 10 drives a game or 11 drives a game, uh, and then you're in third down, I don't know, seven, eight times, you know, right. or maybe 12 double digits, you are struggling. Uh, so Dable, his job, his mission is to help Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and others uh, overachieve in early down success, right? You have to be in favorable down and distance situations as an offense. Now, if they start to do that, you'll see that as a better, uh, and therefore maybe gravitate towards that side of the ball in terms of some of the betting angles you want. You look at the lines a little bit differently like, like that for me as well. Uh, but that's what's something I can see, though. Like, I'm not anticipating that, mm -hmm. uh, but if I see it developing, it's, it's a big reason why Dable's there. And it's again, it's not like all third downs are created equal. You right. know, if you're getting, if you have third and one or third and two every time. But are they good enough? Right. Yeah. Are they good enough as a passing team to overcome third and long, though? Like, for sure. He's not Tom Brady and he's certainly not Aaron yeah. Rodgers, something like that. So, I mean, that helps you, too, I think, from a handicapping standpoint. And that's why I think, too, we look at why certain stats can be useful, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you need to go a little bit deeper. So, right. third down conversion, just, right. just on its own. It, yes, can be a useful stat, but is it all that telling necessarily? It can be deceiving at times if you if you aren't 
doing the, the, the proper context or looking at the proper context around that. Again, now that is our VEASAN pro tip uh, of the hour, which we have every single hour uh, here on VEASAN. So if you are a VEASAN pro subscriber, you can see all these online at uh, VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by sport, by show. We do everything for you over if you're a VEASAN pro subscriber. Our VEASAN pro tip of the hour. When it's, when it's Mike Pritchard, you have pro tips every segment. I mean, but right. we're, just, we're just kind of making this official for, for hour number one. Hour number two of the Lombardi line starting next. More discussions on players in or out of the PUP list. That's on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.